So today is Youth Day, and it got me thinking about some highlights from the YTH conference, which I attended recently. And for those of you who don't know, YTH was virtual this year. And YTH stands for Youth uh, Tech Health. And essentially, it brought together youth activists, innovators in tech and health, and um, for a three-day virtual sort of gathering. And, you know, conversations ranged from fundraising to sexual health to how to engage youth activists to sort of everywhere in between. And uh, I knew I was going to get schooled, but I didn't realize how, how, how much. And um, I just can't stop thinking about what all of the youth attending and their collaborators were sharing. So I thought in the spirit of Youth Day... Uh, why don't I share some of those insights? Because whether or not you have youth in your life, maybe your kids, uh, maybe you work with kids, maybe you work with youth, maybe you run an organization that helps youth and their parents, maybe you run a brand or a business that sells something to them, a product or service, maybe you have no sort of formal relationship with them at all. But if one thing's for certain, I think we're all trying to understand the voice of youth right now because they are mobilized, they are active, and we know they need our help. It's kind of this odd situation where they're self-mobilizing, right? So they are concerned about things like mental health, Black Lives Matter, sexual education, climate change, and you're either... You're in one or two camps, right? One camp is you absolutely recognize that we as adults need to help mobilize them and they need our help. Or maybe you haven't realized that yet. And for whatever reason, you kind of see them as just kids that are um, spending their time going on marches. But I think for the majority of us, we're trying to understand what they're about and how we can support them. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the framework of my thoughts today. So maybe these insights from youth themselves would help inform things you're doing, whether they're at your business or, or working with, with, with youth. So I think a lot of us want to help take action and support these causes. We want to help the future generations, but we're a little stuck um, in terms of what our role is. So I think a, a good way to sort of start this is one of the biggest pieces of insight I got from the YTH conference is the youth know their power. And these are words from Nadine Burke-Harris. She's the um, California Surgeon General. You may know her from her mental health work, work around trauma. Um, please Google her if you don't know her already. She kicked off the conference and, you know, five minutes in we were talking about trauma and it's like, wow, way to put this at front and center of um, issues that matter to younger generations, but certainly adults too. Youth know their power. I think we assume that they don't. Um, we assume that they always need us. If you still think along those lines, maybe just remind yourselves, like, uh, look at March for Our Lives. Look at the kids standing um, on the front lines of those peaceful protests. I think a lot of us for the first time maybe saw how empowered youth are in the Black Lives Matter protests, we actually saw footage of them, right? Standing toe to toe on the front line, um, certainly with, with climate change. So there's no question 
it's not only that we need to acknowledge their power, they are completely aware of their power. They have proof now of how when they mobilize, things get done. So it begs the question, like, what is our role? Are we willing to stay inactive or are we actually willing to, to see where we can help them? So youth know their power. Another major takeaway that I just couldn't stop thinking about was, you know, we always like to say youth are our future. One of the youth activists uh, during the conference said, stop saying that. Youth are here now. And I think this goes along the lines of them being very aware. Talk about awareness, right? Self-awareness, mindfulness. They are completely aware of their power. They are here now. They're fighting for their future. So their call to action for us is to acknowledge that. So if you say youth are our future, stop saying that. That's one of the first things you can do to acknowledge their power is acknowledge that they are here now and that our role is to, is to really stand side by side with them. Something else that stood to me was how we talked about the big issues, right? The big hairy issues like climate change, mental health. And they reminded me, they reminded us that like issues like climate change affect all other issues. There's an intersectionality, right? Climate change is related to mental health, is related to women and girls empowerment, is, is related to certainly economy, is related to indigenous rights. They're all related. So sometimes we look at a, a big hairy issue like climate change and feel a little powerless um, and kind of again wonder what our role is like how do we help amplify their cause or align ourselves with them like what can i do maybe one thing you can do is actually look at maybe your area of expertise let's say you're a teacher or you work in mental health or maybe you're an architect um, look at where your industry or your role intersects with the issues that youth care about. You know, chances are, you know, you don't have to look far to see how what you do and the innovations and that you bring to your life personally, professionally can actually impact in a positive way these issues that affect youth, right? Um, so that that was kind of an eye-opener for me because when we tend to talk about climate change, we sort of, they're single-issue conversations, but they're actually not. And you know who can speak to them really well it, our youth. We have a lot to learn from, from their generation. Another thing that stood out to me during the conference was um, the way we need to rethink our relationship with youth. And I think this is the spirit of this podcast. Um, again, rethinking our role. A lot of times you might see an organization or a business that sort of um, pats themselves on the back. Maybe a research study is published and they say, we worked with youth. We we got their feedback. This is what they're saying. But what the youth during this conference reminded us was, you know, we need to bring youth into our entire process. So if we are performing research and we're getting their feedback, if we're trying to make changes in our community and we're getting youth, youth feedback, maybe we're launching a social media campaign, targeting young people. Don't just come in uh, early on, get their feedback and disappear. They are hungry and they expect us to bring them through the entire process. A youth advisory board was one of the ideas that came across in this conference. And you might be asking, what is that? It's essentially, you have this, um, this handful of dedicated youth committed to their cause or uh, sort of an agreement that 
they will help be the bridge between you and you know their community. Um, having a youth advisory board, if you're running like a mental health campaign, is actually a great idea. It might not be something you thought of. Um, rather than you feeling like you have to have the responsibility of speaking their language, why don't you bring in a youth advisory board to help bridge those conversations and help them add relevancy right to your program? Um, something you might not have thought of. And lastly, another thing that stood out was really, again, around this role, like rethinking our relationship with youth and some of the sort of old habits, old patterns that we do when we're kind of tapping into their insights or whatnot um, in terms of decision making. Sometimes we pat ourselves on the back because we have maybe some youth involved in our programs. Maybe they're running our social media, but think bigger than that. You know, don't just put them into social media roles because you expect them to be interested in it. Give them responsibility. Compensate them for their time, right? Um, treat them as partners. And you'd be surprised at kind of how that elevates their role and gets them, gets them fired up about what, what you stand for. Um, and lastly, I'll leave you with, with this as we kind of rethink our roles and working with, with youth. And the whole spirit of this is like, look, we're all trying to reinvent ourselves right now. Maybe we're all looking at the way we run our businesses, our organizations. We're trying to take action and improve the world and affect change in the communities around us. And youth seem to be doing this quite well, right? So there are a lot of pages we can take from them. Think about this. Rather than we, the adults, try to run everything, why don't we think about it in terms of a collaboration? Because here's the situation right now, August 2020. You've got a bunch of adults who are kind of, well, they're, they're kind of in survival mode, which we all are. You've got a lot of people laid off, unemployed, highly skilled in a vast number of industries. Maybe they're launching businesses. Maybe they're trying to start a nonprofit. They're in survival mode and they're looking to reinvent themselves with new energy and fresh ideas on one hand. On the other hand, you've got youth activists who are already mobilized, who know where to get the resources, who are probably speaking the language that you just don't speak, who can be your bridge to outside communities to affect the change you want to, to, to make in the world. What if you guys just teamed up? Just a thought. See it more as a collaboration than a formal sort of hierarchy. See it as an even playing field where everybody has an equal seat at the table. Give them a chance to bring their insights into your organization, your campaign. Ask them what they need and they will tell you. And then follow up and take action. This was an amazing conference. I'm, as you can probably tell, I'm pretty fired up about it. Um, it. We make a lot of assumptions about youth, about youth activists, because we make those decisions based off maybe what we see on social media, what we see in the news, um, what we see on TikTok, whatever. But it was an, it was an amazing experience to just hear straight from youth activists from all walks of life in terms of what really matters to them. And here's the thing, they need our help, they want our help, 
and they're already out there. So in the spirit of Youth Day, maybe one thing you can do today is find a youth organization in your community or neighborhood or a cause and reach out. Ask how you can help. Ask how you can support them. And take an active role in investing your time and energy into supporting them. And you'd be surprised at how fulfilling that's going to be.